What's up, man? Hey, what's up, Johnny? How you doing? Doing all right. Doing all right. Yeah. Pretty excited. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got me clocked out earlier today and then uh, um, was able to jump on with you today. Uh, well, here this evening. Um, you know, so you were just out in the field doing some stuff around the... Eh, the field's kind of stretching it. <laughs> it's right behind the house. Well, yeah, the AO. <laughs> yeah, that back back uh, in the AO. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, I'm sure a lot of people um, probably have here recently. Um the area back behind my house, uh, you go about 50 yards, you hit a creek, you go back up the hill, and there's an area back there where I recorded um, limbs being pulled down. And then it's also like the day before that, I found pretty much found a headless squirrel down there. Um, and then I found some other bones, and then we had the branches get pulled down. And I left some eggs down there. And then the next day, there was a squirrel right behind the chicken coop. Well, I went out there, what was it now, day before yesterday. And there's a stump right before you get to the area where the uh, where I found the squirrel and the limbs got pulled down. And there was a rock sitting right on top of the stump. And I'm like, hmm, that's interesting. Because obviously... It's about a four foot stump. So something with hands put that rock there. Now there's uh, no 100% way to know who did it or what did it. But I took that rock with me and I put it on another stump that is next to what I've been calling the goody pile. Put a bunch of corn out there and a bunch of eggs. Well, over the course of like two weeks, the corn has just been slowly disappearing and none of the eggs were taken. Well, I put that rock out there. The next day I go out there to check the rock. The rock has been moved. Um, in the video, I show that, you know, yeah. it, was, it was wedged down. And then when I found it, it was unwedged and then like flipped and then like barely hanging in this other spot. I mean, it wasn't going to fall from that spot, but it does definitely wasn't secure. But it was something with hands, again, had to manipulate that. Well, that wasn't the weirdest part. The weirdest part, well, I guess that was the weirdest part. But the other part was all the corn and all the eggs were gone. Like there was nothing left. And uh, who knows, maybe a hog found it. There's not a lot of hogs out here, but I have seen one on thermal before. So it was just really odd that uh, both of those things happened the same exact night. You know, yeah. you can't, there's no way to know my wife, like my wife said, well, did you leave a camera out there? Did you, you know, to see what got it? And I'm like, no, because as soon as you introduce a camera into that, I think that blows the whole thing. So the plan is to keep, uh, keep putting stuff out there. Um, me and Joe talked about it earlier. I put yeah. a whole bunch of dirt around the perimeter so you can tell if anything walks in there. It's going to leave a print. Right. It's yep. going to leave a print. And then uh, here, you know, I'll give it another couple of weeks, but I have plans of buying a really good camera. And this camera is going to have thermal and it's going to have regular optical. And it's uh, a PTZ camera. So I'll be able to sit inside the house and control this camera where it looks and where it turns. Now, it's super expensive. 
Yeah, so it's kind of like a high-speed security camera. Yes, it's like something that, you know, like, I don't know, like a military installation would use or uh, even a mall or, you know, a gas pipeline company. Somebody like that would use this type of camera. This isn't uh, this yeah. isn't your ring doorbell camera, you know? Yeah, yeah exactly. So, but uh, that's the plan. But the real reason why we're talking tonight is because I saw something... I saw, I can't remember what made me think about it. I think it was a video from L.A. Marzulli, and he was talking to Scott Carpenter. And I started thinking about the uh, giant of Kandahar story. Now, Joe had already talked about one aspect of this. He's got two different stories. Yeah. One of them is directly involved in the giant of Kandahar, and the other one is a completely different story. Now, the plan was... For Joe to tell both stories, but the second story, which comes from his close friend, yep. which was he's special forces, wasn't he? Uh, uh, so he was a hundred first airborne, but you know, okay. yeah, with their scout platoon. So, yep. All right. Well, he Joe is pretty daggum sure that this guy is going to tell the story in his own words. Yeah, so Joe's just going to kind of go into it a little bitty bit, and then yep. we're going to wait for him. And uh, at the end, I am going, we've got a, I did a podcast with Dark Waters. Now, Dark Waters, 99% of the time, I think he does Dogman stuff. Uh, we're not really into the whole Dogman genre just because we just don't have any experiences with them that we know of but yeah i do know one really good story and i also it's one of the best pictures i've ever seen and it is of a dog man it was actually a couple pictures and i'm going to talk about that after joe tells his stories so yeah. uh take it away there captain joe all righty hey so it's funny you brought up the thing uh you know the uh the reports and man if you go to you know, Google, YouTube, whatever, just the internet, you know, and, and type in Kandahar Giants. I and mean, there are so many different articles and whatnot uh, about this. Right. Um, but, you know, so long before I met you, um, I was on a, uh, I was, I was on a trip, um, a flight out West. You know, I can't remember if I was going to help uh, uh, teach a long range course out in Wyoming, or we were going out to compete at, in one in Eastern Washington, but it was, it was, uh, you know, four or five years ago. And uh, on one of my legs out of Salt Lake, um, I sat next to a guy and uh, you know, I, and you know how veterans are, man, you kind of spot, you, you kind of spot a veteran, you know? Right. And, and, you know, so this guy, you know, like, yeah, very, um, still very clean, you know, very, uh, you know, I hate to say, you know, you uh, kind of got, got the same dress, right. You know, uh, um, you know, from apparel that, it, that he's wearing, you know, and so we're, we're seated on the same row and, uh, partway in the flight, you know, um, he introduces himself and I, you know, introduce myself and, and whatnot. And that's how I was military. And I was like, yes, you know, and he was too. He told me he was army. You know, I said, all right, same here, you know, and, uh, asked him where he was out of, you know, and he said, ah, he's, you know, last duty station was Fort Bragg. And I was like, okay, you know, so, um, you know, I have a lot of friends in Bragg, you know, guys who served in group there, um, uh, you know, 82nd as well, you know, so, um, 
anyway so we you know you know i was telling you know you know uh deployed out of fort benning whatnot you know so um i don't i can't remember how we even got started on that the subject of the giants but you were talking about some about about uh which which uh um fobs cops or you know um we were at in in afghanistan let everybody know what a fob is. Not so a fob is like a, for, like a forward operating base, right? You know, and then a cop is a combat out, outpost, right? Um, which is a smaller, smaller one. But a- anyways, um, you know, so I, I was talking about, but yeah, you know, like uh, Salerno, which is the name of a, you know, of a fob and whatnot, you know, um, uh, you know, Chapman. So anyways, you, you know, and, and, and obviously, you know, like man, once you start like connecting these dots, you know, like, all right, I've been here. He's been there, you know, blah, blah, blah. Um, yeah. You know, we, we, we get to talking about the mountains, you know, and I was telling the story about, man, this big Marco Polo sheep, you know, um, you know, I was kind of proud of, proud of it, you know, just cause man, this is like a world-class like sheep, one of the hardest sheeps to hunt and, and, you know, for civilians, you know, just cause the region of like where they live and, and, and whatnot. And then, man, he just kind of asked me this question because, hey, he goes, man, he goes, uh, you ever hear the thing about uh, this uh, this giant, you know? And and I kind of looked at him because I really, I, yeah, you always hear like a rumor, and I don't know if it's something like maybe I had seen something. And on, this this is before you had your sighting, yeah, before, on the military base, yeah, before you were into any of this, yeah, exactly, before any of this. So, so I kind of looked at him like a little, like, man, man, like, what the hell, you know, and. uh <laughs> Yeah, you know, but I mean, man, you know, so he starts talking about, um, the, you know, this subject, you know, and, and uh, this particular outing that he was on, you know, and, uh, you know, so I'm, I'm like, all right, man, you know, this is a group guy now. Right. Right. Um, you know, special force group anyways, you know, SFG, you know, right. So, so group guy starts talking to me about this and I'm like, all right, man. I said, dude, I, I'm not going to question this guy's integrity, right? For for what he's done, and um, for who he's served with, right? He is, you know, top of the food chain. Right? He got there for a reason. Yeah, exactly. And it's not lying. No. And and anyway, so he starts opening up, and he's like, "Oh, sir, you know, blah blah blah." You know, he goes, "You know, look up these giants, man." He goes, "They're real," and and, and, and you know, the whole time I'm like okay you know what you know what, what exactly did he tell you so he starts to talk to me about uh you know so he was asking me about like rangers and, and qrf you know so qrf is like a quick reaction force right so a lot of times ranger elements um um are used as a qrf or like a backup to uh groups or odas you know seal uh, uh, naval special warfare seal teams you know on 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 missions and, and things that they go on right um so anyways these guys from how he explained it they they were out on a on a scout type mission you know and so when i when i think about uh group guys you know going out on, on something like this i mean it's it's not a large element right I mean, you're not talking more, you know, a platoon, no bigger. I mean, they're like half as half a platoon size. But anyways, um, he starts talking about them getting in 
to a tick, which is like a you know, um, uh, you know, troops in contact, right, right, and, and with a giant, <laughs> you know. And so here we're on this flight, you know, and he's talking to me, uh, you know, on the same row, and he's being very candid, and he's looking looking at me dead in the eye, you know, and, and I, you know, I didn't know like this whole story about this Kandahar giants thing, right? I yeah, this is before all this stuff starts coming out on, you know, like the military press or YouTubes and, and all these podcasts. Right. Yep. So he's telling me this and I'm like, Oh, okay. You know, and just the details that he was talking about, you know, from, from this small group that he was with and, but he kept on urging me because you need to look into this. You need to look it up, you know? And I, I I was like, okay. You so know, was he saying that he, he was, was he was he out. was in the QRF that no, responded? No, he he was asking me if I knew any of the Rangers who were part of this QRF. Okay, right? I got you. Um, because he was out in the field when they had this engagement, and you know, and and I didn't know any any of the story. You know, he, he had talked about it. he got one of their guys first, right? Um. They opened up on this thing, and and believe me, when they, when I say open up, you know these these guys aren't shooting fingertips. I mean, I, it's center chest between the eyes, you know, um, very precise, very direct, um, you know, type of return fire, and that's exactly what these uh, he was describing to me, and saying you know this thing was taking it, but anyways, you you know, as and he keeps on telling me about. You know, this thing was large, you know, it was brought in, you need to look it up. And, and so I've got, you know, I'm kind of like, I'm like, Hey dude, you know, man, I was just a, I was just the captain, you know, like <laughs> who am I supposed to go start questioning? Like, like where to look this up? Right? Yeah. Where y'all got the giant at? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, I'm not, Is it next to the canteens? Yeah, man. I'm not going to a battalion commander or, or something like that. You, you, you know, but, but the thing is, he was from his demeanor from uh the descriptions he talked about during the engagement you know like their movement to contact things like that dude th these these were precise uh, uh details that you know you're not talking about like some dude well, that just read supposedly some before this before the team the second team got there yeah the first team was wiped out the second team was sent to find them so and and I think that's where you know he was talking about this QRF like I don't you know like they were not they were not the QRF to look for Team One you know right. they were out there to dispose of a problem you know right and but you know but it's so funny because you know he's this is before this topic really kind of just made its way through the internet right and so this this is the first time. I've openly talked about this other than to you, you know, because, you know, I've, I've heard this subject. I've heard it from a guy who, who was a group dude. Right. And, uh, and whatnot. But anyways, I, I just thought it was, uh, it was very uh, interesting timing because, you know, like, yeah, I, I think I saw some discussion about this a month or two back on, you know, like on some other channel somewhere, you know, right. but, um, but you know, you you brought it up and 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 asking you know uh, um in a question where you know and I was like oh man let me tell you this time I was on this flight 
so that was the story man and and you know so it, it was so uh, this guy was just very upfront um you know it's kind of like hey this is what happened go look it up you well know. the the thing i probably civilians don't understand this but like military people you know just like a fishing story or a hunting story or whatever when military people are talking to civilians they might be like yeah we you know we got hit by a hundred taliban and it might have been like 60 you know something like that it's not really gonna be they're not lying but they're yeah. just you know but whenever military people talk to other military people usually it's straight across the board and yeah. they're they're honest with each other because number one they know people that know people you know yeah. just like you're talking about you're talking about you know you you stayed at you know y'all had things in common with the cops you were on and uh yeah yeah you yeah know, you're gonna know people odds are you know if he tells you a crazy story um yeah you're gonna know somebody who was in his unit yeah. that either can confirm or deny that so yeah. the fact yeah. that he was willing to open up like that and uh you know you actually took him you know you didn't feel like you were being bs'd you know? no no and, and you know what's so funny i mean so you yeah you know him being out of brag and i'd gone through a, a iobc which is infantry officer basic course you know at benning and uh one of the guys i was in my in my uh course class with me um after doing his P, uh, platoon leader time whatnot with the inf infantry unit um went through sf selection and, and you know and you know so he he became you know uh um team leader team captain you know when he made the rank captain he went through that whole pipeline and stuff like that so i'd mentioned my buddy's name right and he knew exactly who it was you know and, right. and whatnot I'm like okay you know and uh um you know e even down to the you know od like oda uh patch number you know that, right. that those guys wore and i was like well, okay, that's, that's pretty cool but it's like that podcast we were talking about the the other day that will remain nameless to where it was uh supposedly a marine that did something very extravagant on a base and you and i both were like dude i don't even think this guy was even in the military <laughs> you know because you could tell yeah he, he took when orders you're talking from, to someone yeah he took orders know, from a junior officer to go well, out there uh to go eliminate don't a, don't, uh, don't oh. let's, let's don't bring it up <laughs> i don't want to i don't <laughs> the podcast it came from i got a lot of respect for the dude and like him a lot and uh you know, it's not his fault because he doesn't, if you're not in, you're not going to know that you're not going to know that somebody when they're talking and they're telling you something that, yeah, that it's just not even feasible. It's yeah. like, so you might as well tell me that in, uh, an alien spaceship landed in your front yard and then a Bigfoot came out and then you slapped it and then y'all made up and then you got married. And you got pictures you want to show me, but the pictures yeah. didn't develop. You know what now, I'm saying? It's I mean, just... that, the whole, the whole storyline, like, you know, when you and I, we discussed this, I was like, dude, there is no, no way in any form or chain of command that could happen. This guy is no, better off never climbing a, 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 a tree with an Eagle's nest and burning it. <laughs> You know, I mean, you guys do that. That is a, yeah. I mean, that is a career ender for, for an, the officer that ordered him to go do this. Uh, yeah, it you know, was just way. It, it was just too much, man. Yeah, and and uh, but the problem is, there, there's those stories out there. 
you know, and, and, and that bothers me because man, in the veteran community, you know, uh, we're supposed to be better than that. You know, we're, you know, uh, well, to me, it sounded like a civilian that had watched a few military movies and liked them and thought he was one of those guys like, you know, I would have joined, but, uh, I had asthma, you know? (laughs) Yeah. And then just kind of, I don't know, maybe wants attention or whatever, but it really, and normally when stuff like this happens, I, I keep my mouth shut unless I know somebody who's directly involved, you know, every once in a while, if there's somebody putting out bad evidence or trying to fake something or whatever, there's only been a handful of times that I've ever said anything, but dude, when you go, you're, you are now disrespecting two extremely important things in my life, you know, and one of those is not the type of thing that you, you crap all over or you, you know, you lie about. And, uh, I don't know. Anyway, we'll, we'll move on. Yeah, man. So, um, so quick, the, uh, the quick story number two, and I, I don't want to get too much into my buddy Max, Max story. Um, cause I, you know, uh, I, I plan on getting him on, you know, he and I, we, we, you know, we, we talk from, you know, a couple times a year and whatnot. And, you know, he's a great guy. Um, uh, purple heart recipient, you know, um, you know, his story of joining the military, you know, um, man, I, I highly respect. I mean, uh, so dude, dude went to college on a uh, rodeo scholarship. So when he told me this, I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, there's rodeo scholarships. Yeah. I said, dude, you know, I, I feel like I was cheated in high school. There, <laughs> there was like, there was like all these scholarships for, for like, uh, you know, like sports. You know, I, I, you know, I had no idea that like calf wrestling could get you a four, a four-year, you know, a scholarship or hey, whatever. only in Texas, man. Yeah. Only yeah. In Texas. You, you know what? So, but you know what? So, so now he goes, he, he goes to college and, you know, then he walks on it was as a receiver, you know, and plays college football as a receiver too, you know? And I was, I was like, okay, you know, then he goes on to uh, um, coach college ball, um, you know, in, in the lower levels. Right. I think he was a uh, uh, few colleges and then, uh, then arena football, uh, team that the the team in la that kiss the rock band owned you know and then all of a sudden you know then all of a sudden you know obviously um 9 11 uh things kick off and you know what he joins the military you know really yeah yeah so that's impressive in itself no it is you know and 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 then you know and i said hey look you know i said you know best thing i got you know you got out of it is that man you got a cool cool scar from shrapnel went through your neck you know (laughs) but but, you know so he and i we met after all that had happened but um man so it's it's so funny because when i had my uh sighting my encounter on the military base and you know on the range and and whatnot man i he was one he's one of my close buddies that i that i can kind of talk to and, and tell him about these type you know you know stories right yeah and so i tell him and he goes bro let me tell you about you know the time we when i was in afghanistan so he starts telling me about you know uh they're on a cop and uh so this is you know they weren't too far from uh cop keating so uh there's a movie i think it's on netflix or something or amazon or about um the big firefight there at cop keating right i mean it it, it was there's um, actually two of them i think now i think they made another one after it yeah so so max their their unit they're like two like two valleys over right um 
And when all that, all that stuff was going on, um, you know, that huge engagement, you know, like, you know, Mac can tell you this, this story on his end that, you know, it, he, uh, he could hear it all through, you know, their talk, you know, you know, their, their command radio uh, chatter. Yeah. And, and whatnot. But anyways, we start talking about this thing about Bigfoot, right? You know, and I'm, and I'm telling them, you know, my thing, dude, let me tell you about the time, you know, when I was, when I was in Afghanistan, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, he's telling me, you know, so their, their post, their outpost, they had these LRAS threes, you know? And so these things, like um they are like a thermal camera a gps unit um a, a scope uh laser designator all in one package it's the size of a large microwave <laughs> when i say microwave <laughs> yeah i mean very big square box now it's it's now, like having the thing that fits under the knee underneath an apache on yeah. the nose it's yeah. like having that with yeah that basically the eye on those things are like this big you know i i remember we we, we went through training you, you know using those things and and we were watching dudes like uh on other ranges like a mile away smoking right and they look <laughs> like they look like they're like 10 feet in front of you right <laughs> and uh um even to the point with man when 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 they would inhale a cigarette man you could see it just you know like the 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 red intensifier you know the and and then you can you know fit from white hot to, you know um change you know do the color changes right and, and but anyway it's just unbelievable you know so this is this is you know like uh high grade military tech you know so that's what they use to be to scan uh this um uh, high mountain valley that they're in you know right so obviously they're there to keep tracks of anything that's going up and over this 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 valley saddle because you know what uh our enemy there you know what that was their supply routes man they would use little foot goat trails basically right you know they didn't have you know the air support to chopper in uh, ammo and 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 food and water like like we did you know um these you know i hate to say that man the hodge they they and they were all on foot you know they're hard yeah some hard dudes yeah so anyways so their one unit their lras3 unit that they had they were called he was called because they uh, another troop had spotted something um through the unit right so i guess when mac gets up to it you know he's look he's looking through and he can see this very large bipedal on two legs thing <laughs> running across these this big rock outcrop above them all right, right stop right there yep okay stop no more all right we're gonna yeah. let mac tell it yeah yeah because <laughs> like like everybody you know, watching this right now is like what yeah what yeah no yeah. but we got seriously we gotta let you gotta get him on there in fact yeah whoever's okay. watching this um uh all you scb fans out there stay on top of captain joe yeah yeah, Make I'll sure he gets Mac on here because yeah. y'all got to hear this story. But we, it is very tempting. Yeah, but we got to let him tell it because yeah. it's absolutely awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it it is, it is, and you know, just the, you know, the incidents that to follow where I left off, you know, is is pretty amazing. You know, so yeah, but, and then yeah, there's there's more things that happen, and then there's we'll say there's more confirmation is what we'll say. Yeah, how about that? Yeah. All right, man. So, um, 
the dog man thing. I know we, we talked about this before we came on. Oh, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm not a, um, I can't really say, hey, man, I'm a dog man believer because, you know, a, a couple of years ago, I was, I was a, a, a Bigfoot non-believer, but until you see one. And right. then all of a sudden you're like, okay, well, I can check the box that I saw one. I, I, I can believe it, right? Right. Now, I know there's a whole other camp out there of people who are um, dogman believers or yeah, yeah there's eye, a eyewitnesses, man. And, and, and again, I, I, uh, I, dude, I, I have been very blessed in my life to be able to work um, in the things that I do. And I get to spend a lot of time in the outdoors. I get to spend a lot of times behind um, uh, great outdoor hunting products. Um, you know, working with some of the shows and the entertainers, the manufacturers, the optics companies, and, 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 and you name it, you know, and I can say, man, I've got to hunt in some amazing places. I've never seen a dog, man. <laughs> well, that's, you know, and that is one of the biggest, uh, I've seen that argument a lot. In fact, I got into a conversation, I think it was last year sometime. And I remember this conversation with a guy, he was former military. And yeah. he was also a large game hunter, big game hunter. He said he'd been all over the world. And yeah. he said that if Sasquatch was real, that he would have seen one. Well, you have been all over the world hunting big game, but you didn't see one doing that. You saw one in a military rifle range. Yeah. Where it so, was not supposed to be. Right. Or so a you human. don't, <laughs> yeah. you can't, the thing is you're, um, people, overestimate their abilities and yeah. they're really uh i don't know it's like super arrogant to say that well i've been i've been out in the woods a whole lot and hunted a whole lot and i am this great hunter so if something existed i would have seen it dude what are you talking about you can't say that yeah you know there's no uh yeah and it's a shame too because i think if a lot of these guys who are big game hunters and stuff yeah. with all that experience, all it would take would be their experts at learning a specific animal, mm -hmm. learning the terrain, learning everything about it, and then finding that animal. And then they do it over and over again. Well, if they would just use those skills and then direct it towards Sasquatch, then, you know, I think a lot of them would be very, very surprised. And you don't know, if you don't know something exists, you're not looking for the signs of it. Yeah. So it's just, uh, but the whole point of this was that um, I'm the same way. I haven't, I've never come across a track. Um, I don't know anybody personally that's seen one. Um, there's tons of stories out there. And the reason why we bring it up is because I know there are several people that came to our channel from dark waters because I did the, uh, the okay. podcast over there because I had a yeah. Bigfoot weekend. Well, I wanted to tell the one story that I have of dogmen, you know, just for those people. Cause you're not going to see a lot of dogmen stuff here unless one of us kind of run into it, I guess, or we got a guest that's seen one, but it's just not our specialty. But I will tell you that one of the best stories I've ever heard and some of the best pictures I've ever seen were of dogmen. Now I went, uh, I went with a group of individuals and a couple of them were Sasquatch researchers from a different state. Now, before I even get started, um, I'm leaving every, all the information out on who they are, state, 
the whole nine yards because the one thing I asked them, they were still kind of in the middle of this investigation and getting to know the person and everything else. But I asked them, I said, Hey, can I, they knew I had a channel. Um, I said, can I tell this story if I leave all the information out on everybody involved? And they said, yes, you can do that. So I'm going to stick to that 100%. But, um, so they're not into Sasquatch. I mean, they're not into dogmen. But they were contacted by an older gentleman, an old Vietnam vet that lived out in this cabin by himself. And apparently he had been researching both species for about 20 years. Now, and he he liked what they had to say. He liked their research. So he was wanting to share with them. So he actually got a hold of them. I don't know how exactly. And they wound up going to his house. And the story that they were told was uh, this guy lived there alone in this house. Um, But the property that he was living on, now I really don't know how all that worked. I don't know if he was renting the house from these people or if it was just a part or it was adjacent or whatever. But the property owner's, they had had this huge piece of land for generations. Another one of those uh, King Grants type of situations where it's been in the family since Native Americans before, you know, white men even got here. Gotcha. Well, <clears throat> what they had was he he got to know them really well. He got to know, know the older gentleman that owned it. And what they did is they took the they took a big piece of the land around this lake and made it like a public trust where the public could come in and use it. They could camp and fish and they had a summer camp and everything else there. Now they were technically still the owners, but they let the public, you know, do certain things on it. Well, apparently I can't remember how many there were, but there was like two or three mysterious deaths out there. And so they shut the whole place down. Well, that guy was talking to the owners and they told him that it was because of the dogmen. These were dogmen attacks. Mm. And now the owner, I think he had, I think how it worked is he was looking, he knew about the Sasquatch. Um, they were there for years and then the dogmen showed up and then he kind of got called up in like investigating both of them. This dude was hardcore. He would go out and uh, he'd go three, four days at a time. And uh, apparently he was a sniper in Vietnam. He would get up in the bushes and just lay there three or four days. And he would actually put blood on the cameras to try to entice the uh, Sasquatch or the dogmen. It actually supposedly worked on the dogmen to come up to the cameras. Okay. And uh, he actually got pictures of these things. Yeah. And I was shown the pictures and what I was shown, uh, was three different pictures. Now, when this guy's telling them, he pulls it up on the computer and these guys aren't allowed to have it, but they're allowed, they take pictures of the computer screen with their cell phone. So this is what I'm looking at. Okay. okay. So you're talking about is degraded quality. Yeah. Well, three pictures. One, the first one was of a Sasquatch. It looked like it was about a hundred yards away, but it was like I saw it here at my house, full body silhouette. And it was at the top of a hill. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, you couldn't make out much detail, but you could tell it was it was definitely looked like a Sasquatch. Yeah, um, that was pretty cool. Um, the second picture was of a dog man. About it looked like it was about four feet away from the camera, looking straight in the camera like this, like you are now, okay. like I am now, just <laughs> looking dead at it, and it was as clear as clear gets. Okay. And the third one, which was super impressive, it looked like it was back maybe 20 feet. And I think I saw from like maybe the knees up and it was sideways like this. Uh-huh. And I think it was looking up, but you could see everything from the knees up. And you could even see on the shoulder where it looked like a massive like cut was across its shoulder. Uh-huh. And dude, if these pictures were fake, um, somebody spent money doing it because wow. they were super good. These were not... Uh, these were not blob squatches. These were really, really good photos. Like you could see details. You could see the pupils and the eyes. You yeah, could so see I was going to ask. I was going to ask like details. I mean, what would it look like? A like a Hollywood, Holly, like Hollywood a, uh, werewolf or what? Almost, but it looked more. It looked more dog, more German Shepherd, from what I can remember. So, like, like the shepherds you got. Like it, it was right, but but give them, uh, give them normal. Like give them like human hands or Bigfoot hands and arms. Torso. The legs, I don't, I don't remember seeing a lot of legs. I can't remember, but the torso was super skinny. It kind of had that V shape to it, whereas upper body was bigger. And broad, it like broad big, V, okay. yeah, broad shoulder, not massive, but I mean it was big. Yeah. Now, along with that, they said that this guy showed them video. And he has security cameras all around his house, right? Yeah. And these dog men, they went into all kinds of stuff about the dog men fighting the Bigfoot and oh. all this crazy stuff. Okay. But um, he actually showed them video of uh, it's from the house and the camera is pointed out at, at a shed he's got. Yeah. Well, next to the shed is a light pole. There's a light right there on the pole. Now that light pole is 10 feet off the ground. The bulb is. Okay. And he said, the guy telling me this, he said, you could see the dog man come up from behind the shed, stop and look over the top of the light pole. Oh, okay. So you're talking 11 feet tall. Dude, that's crazy. And now these guys I um I had known about them before I met them. Yeah. I never got the impression that they were making anything up. I mean, I don't know. I don't hang out with them. I don't really know them personally, personally. But from what I gathered when I met them, and they were telling me this, I didn't feel like I was being BSed. And they were very careful to say, you know, look, we believe the guy, but we're still, we're building a rapport. Yeah. But, uh, there's a lot more involved to it. I'm not going to go into all that because it's not really my story to tell, but apparently these creatures had been in that area since the native American times. And there were documents specifically talking about the relationship between the Sasquatch and the native Americans. Like they would actually come together and trade and like the, the large males would stay up at the top of this big bluff 
and like basically do overwatch while the Sasquatch women and children were down in this valley with the human women and children while they huh. were trading and stuff. Huh. And all this happened before, you know, settlers got there and took over. But it was an extremely awesome story. And uh, wow, I think I'm about, I'm, pre, I'm like 75% sure these guys told this story themselves. So if you come across it, you probably, I don't know, this may jog somebody's memory. But uh, again, I asked permission before I, I told it, but I'm not, I'm going to leave everybody out. You know, if you put two and two together, that's not my fault. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. But uh, I think they've told a lot of the story um, themselves. But uh, that is the only, that's for you dog, dogman fans. That's really the only dogman story I know of from people that I actually, you know, have met. Now, Mike Taylor, on his episode, he talked about, a buddy of his that was a 911 dispatcher and up in North Georgia and that he told him about a time that the sheriff's department got called out to this farmer's house because one of his horses had the head completely ripped off. Mm. Like it wasn't not talking about like a cat. Like we don't know, actually we don't know of any animal that rips the head off of horses. So (laughs) that was, yeah, that was pretty crazy. You know, that was, uh, imagine the strength that it would take to pull a yeah. horse's head off. Yeah. I mean, that's, uh, that's nuts. Yeah. But anyway, man, I, I, I mean, I still think that's pretty cool that, uh, you saw a picture that, that you felt confident that this is, Oh, they were better wow. than anything. Yeah. You know, we, we got some pretty good stuff, man, but these were, like these are like uh steel frame imagine steel frames from the Patterson film, but being a, a dog man pretty much is what we were looking at. Wow. And uh they were they were not uh I do not want to run into one. I tell you that. Yeah. They do not look so these guys who you were with, they're still out um researching and investigating. Oh yeah, they still no. research that, that area. I don't. I have not kept up with the story. Okay. I haven't seen okay. them since. Uh, okay. But their main deal is Sasquatch research. This was kind of a, yeah. I guess because both are involved. This gentleman felt like they'd be interested, and I, I believe the guy's getting older. Yeah. So I think he's kind of looking for somebody to pass it on to, and I hope these guys uh, take it up because they seem like they they knew what they were doing and they could definitely handle it. So that's good. That's good. Yeah, man. It's pretty cool stuff. No, it is, man. You you know, so uh, you did another uh, short video the other day about a call to arms and, and, you know, and, you know, you and I and Angie, we had this discussion, you know, just uh, last week about, you know, trying to encourage more people, um, law enforcement, military, uh, park service folks, the step up and, and share any type of stories or encounters that they may have. I, I right. think it's important, you know, and, and believe me, I, uh, you know, it, it took me a little while to, I'm not going to say like come to my senses, but you know, you know what, get to that point where I'm like, you know what, I, what I saw was what I saw. And, it, yeah. you know, and a, after I did my, my, my little bit of research, you know, I was, I was willing to share it and, 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 you know, it's not, it's, it's not a career ender, you know, you know, um, but I, 
I, I know there's other folks who are like us, you know, that, that have had these, these type of, these type of, um, uh, encounters, you know, and, uh, and just, and just because we are on camera right now and we've taken that step, that does not mean you have to do that. Yeah. If you want the way StreamYard works is there, there doesn't have to be a video. We can just do, if you just want to talk and nobody know who you are. That's fine. The information is what we're interested in yeah. because we can use that information in the field like we've done with everything else. And you're really, and you never know when you tell your story, you never know. It may not feel important to you, but you never know when that's going to be the one thing that is the catalyst for other people to open up. We've seen that with happy Harris. Yeah. He's had, um, one family member and two different friends come forward and tell him that they had experiences. Now, none of those people wanted to be um, involved in the podcast or anything, but they heard happy story and they're like, well, well, crap, he's telling the truth. I guess I am going to, too, you know? And this this guy, you know, and happy's held it for what, 30 years almost. Yeah. His encounter, you know, and and, you got to think about it, man. He's harbored that that question in the back of his head for 30 years, you right. know, um, and, uh, you know, uh, when he came forward and reached out to us, you know, and man, he's, he's a good friend to us all now. I talk you know? to him just about every day now, yeah. even if it's just a couple smart aleck remarks, you know, yeah, exactly. I mean, he's, uh, he's just a good guy and that's how the, and there are yes, there are people out there that lie. There's people out there that fabricate things. There are there hoaxers and pranksters and everything else. But just because somebody tells uh, a crazy story, it doesn't mean it's not true. Just think think what would have happened if we would have just been like, dude, that, that guy's he's full of garbage. Well, what would yeah. happen if you and I didn't believe him and take a chance on him? Yeah, well, dude, there's I mean- three of us that wound up having sightings because of Happy. Yeah. You know? Well, I mean, dude, I mean, you know what? It, it's it. There are great moments in history that's kind of start off that way. You know, it for sure when uh, Christopher Columbus went to the Queen and said, "Hey, I need a bunch of money and three of your ships to sail across <laughs> the ocean because I think there's land over there." Right. You know, like oh yeah, whatever. Whatever, you know? Chris. Exactly, man. <laughs> You're just crazy, you know. Yeah, but. Hey, you know, look how that turned out. Right. Right. You know, but, um, but yeah, you know, it, it, so we encourage, you know, folks, you know, if you want to send an email out to, you know, the encounter brigade at gmail.com, you know, uh, you know, you, you can reach us that way, you know, um, and, and you know what, you can share, you can share your stories. It, it, it's funny. Cause you know, I, I get on like on our Facebook page, um, um, and you'll see, people commenting here especially like this last couple of weeks where people say you know don't name it like a, a region or a state and a year is when i had my encounter you know right. and so you know and, and it's neat you know because like some of us are like yeah you know we'd love to hear more because right. you know whether it's a it's a small detail that you know that they're able to explain you know what that's one more piece of the puzzle right? oh, oh 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 i didn't yeah. tell you now that you mentioned that my wife believe it or not was paying attention to the comments on facebook and there's a guy who was talking about uh having activity or a sighting i can't remember 
very close to where her uh, her father's house was. Oh, uh, and she used to play in those woods as a kid. Uh, and she saw that, and she was like, "Oh my God, I know that area really good." So wait a minute. So you're telling me that she is the Bigfoot whisperer because now that you two are married and you're living oh, yeah. where you you're living where you're at and you've got them coming up to your house now dude they they've been following her well the only thing that i hope is that um <laughs> my wife does not get interested in sasquatch because it's she okay. can pretty much do everything better than me so if she gets involved in this i'm going to be highly highly insulted so well, i think okay. i'm going to have to kick her out of the group oh man miss just miss just to save my own pride, I think was Mrs. what's going to happen. Mrs. Two Bears, we definitely need her stepping up. You know? <laughs> <laughs> she'll, hey, she'll take over. Oh man, dude! You know what? I mean, so that's so funny. So, a a Facebook viewer or or, or fan or someone someone came to our page and made a comment, and it was of an encounter, and it was like where she grew up at. Yes. Wow. And just um, on the, has she replied back or? No, I don't. I, I really don't know. I have to ask her. She just got home, with my daughter. So we'll have to wrap this up. But okay. uh, actually, another one too. Um, wow. A response to, I made a video tonight saying that we were going to talk about the giant of Kandahar. Yeah. Somebody commented, and if this is you, please contact us. The Encounter Brigade at gmail.com mm -hmm. they replied that i think she said her husband was involved in that mm -hmm. some way somehow i've got to go back and look at the comments that would be that would be phenomenal yes yeah. we need to talk to her i didn't forget but i almost didn't want to say anything until i actually talked to the individual but i mean the cat's out of the bag now yeah. So I'm going to talk to them. Actually, when we get off here, I will send her a message. I think it was on. That's the problem is we got different platforms and yeah. the comments get mixed up. But yeah. anyway, I'll find her and I will ask her and then yeah. maybe we can. That would be awesome if that's really if that's what's going on. And her husband was involved. It'd be great to get him on. That's crazy. Yeah. All right. Small world, man. Yeah, it is. That's what it happens is. when you share information, you know? Yeah. And, and, and you know what? And it's, it's those little things that, you know and details that come out that may help a property owner or someone that's in, in the field themselves, you know? So that's good. Well, I say it all the time. That's how I got to where I'm at is by listening to other people's stuff that helped me more than anything else. Other researchers, uh, none of that. What really helped was listening to you guys come forward with your stories. Yeah. You know, so Anyway, all right, man. All right. Well, I, I appreciate it. All right, man. Excellent yep. stories, dude. Hope yep. get your buddy Mac on here. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna work on him first thing in the morning. All right. All right, man. You guys have you have a good evening and thank you to everyone that's tuned in. All right, take care, everybody. All right. Bye.